You are listening to Constructing Practice, a podcast from the Graduate School of Architecture, Planning and Preservation at Columbia University in New York City. I'm Dina Malandraus. Thank you for listening. I'm Juan Herreros, professor at Columbia GSAP and principal of Studio Herreros in Madrid. In recent years, we have witnessed a series of changes that redefined the traditional practice and laid the foundation of new types of architectural offices. On November 17, 2017, we hosted the symposium Constructing Practice at Columbia GSAP in New York City. This podcast series includes the 15 films who participated in the symposium and expands the conversation to include many others to tell us how they do what they do. Today we hear from James Sin of People's Architecture Office in Beijing, China. Our office started in uh, Beijing in 2010, and uh, it was founded by me and two partners, Hojo and Zhangfeng, who are both Chinese. I'm originally from the U.S., from Los Angeles. My influences, I think, partially are some of the professors when I was a, uh, a student in product design. So I studied product design for my bachelor's degree. That kind of ingrained in me a way of working that I think has become really important in, in the office. And then I went on into graduate studies in architecture, and my influences had a lot to do with the art program that was there. So this is MIT, and they had a uh, visual arts program that emphasized engagement with the city, with um, urban interventions. People like Christoph Wodischko, uh, Joan Jonas, both artists, uh, had a very strong influence on me. And aside from that, the history theory criticism department, the kind of theoretical framework I was introduced to has been quite influential, which was something that I didn't have in my uh, undergraduate product design education. I think in terms of a architecture tradition, this is something that I've really drawn from my product design background. So there's there's a long history of architects that have also designed products, you know, in particular furniture, but also prefabricated structures, prefab housing, things like that, I think had a very deep influence on us as a practice. Because we are interested in product design, industrial processes, mass production, we hold to the value of really expressing sort of the, the fundamental nature of a material, but all, not, not just that, but also the process of manufacturing the material, the creation of the material itself, and sometimes hopefully investigating not just the use of material, experimenting also with the production of the material. And I guess that's something that we're able to do in China much more easily than you're able to do possibly in other places. So really engaging in the production of things. The cliches that we often find, especially in China, but also anywhere in the world, is the symbolic nature of the materials and the, the language that we produce from them. And by going into the process of creating these materials and our, and our constructions, that's a way for us to avoid that. I'm not as interested in the symbolic well, I, you know, it's hard to avoid that, but I definitely want to avoid cliches. You know, I, I want our designs to be openly interpreted, to have multiple layers of understanding. By going deeper into understanding the material is a way that we've uh, tried to do that. The current projects we have are quite diverse. We really emphasize not just projects that are built, but projects that are in use, and we try our best to evaluate how well they're used. And again, this comes from product design tradition in where you start with 
prototyping things and putting them out into the city, having them used, but then also iterating on that and uh, having that affect other versions of your designs. So we're less interested in the one-off and more interested in being able to, to scale our designs and our influence. So we do have a, a large portion of our work which relates to manufactured housing or prefab buildings. And these projects, I think you can see a, a clear connection from older projects and, and newer projects. So this is a, it's a way for us to uh, really develop a building system as well as the manufacturing process that's connected to that. And so we, we've used this to build um, affordable housing. We've also built larger structures that are cultural centers. We've also used this building system to help with urban regeneration in uh, historic areas in Chinese cities. This group of projects we call the plug-in house or the courthouse plug-in. There's also the people station, but they all relate to each other. But we also do other things. We've done larger housing projects, uh, residential towers. And then we also have a, a whole group of projects that are more related to uh, urban interventions. Some people call it tactical urbanism, but basically projects that are often mobile. They're temporary, but not necessarily in the sense that they, they're uh, one-offs. Um, they, they're temporary, but they have been used you know, for a period of many years uh, off and on. So that's also something that we're quite interested in that also connects to our interest in industrial design. Moving forward, we have a strong social mission. That's something that has been there since we started. The name People's Architecture Office draws from that. We see the irony of the, using the word peoples and working in Beijing. Uh, in many ways, we see this as a empty term, but hoping that our practice could give some meaning to this word. But it also embodies our interests, our mission. And we are also very much interested in entrepreneurship. This idea of um, social enterprises, impact, investors being interested in this and in funding this is our way of trying to find greater social agency. We feel that architecture practices today are less and less able to have a real relevance in our built environment as well as our natural environment. And in China, this is something that is extreme. It's a very extreme case in terms of uh, rampant capitalism and very strong market forces. So for us, uh, social entrepreneurship is something that we see has a potential for us to engage in a more full way. And to do this, we are also one of the first certified B Corps in China. A B Corp is a um, social entrepreneur uh, certification that's based out of the U.S. but is now uh, international. So we try to have clear ways of uh, assessing our impact, measuring the results of our projects. This is something that we can engage in from not just the design side, but also from the manufacturing side in terms of how we affect the environment and then also uh, employment, how we engage with our employees and also how our vendors engage in their employees. So yeah, this is an attachment to our design interests. And on top of that, we are trying to turn some of the designs that we have into actual products. So for architecture to be understood as a product that can be then pushed out into the market and accessible to everyday people, rather than having to work on a project basis with clients that often don't necessarily hold the public's interest at hand. So this is a little bit of a, a general framework of how we've been uh, developing our practice. This podcast was produced by Columbia GSAP. You may also be interested in the GSAP Conversations podcast series available on iTunes. You can find more information about the school on our website at arc.columbia.edu.